0: Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Soul Sessions. Soul Sessions is a space where we want to explore questions of faith and have people share through their personal experience and stories the question of why they chose Jesus. In today's session, we're going to talk to Captain Odessa Smith from Henderson, North Carolina. So, Odessa, thank you for joining us today. And um, I just Really appreciate you taking the time to just share some of your story, mm-hmm. um, share your experiences, your faith walk. Um, I do just want to start out by asking you, like, tell tell me a little bit about yourself, like who you are.
1: Okay, I um, started attending the Salvation Army when I was about four years old in Richmond, Virginia, um, and it was just what I was supposed to do at that age. I would yeah. go to church with my brother. Um, you know, the rest of my family wasn't going at that time. Um, went there, became a junior soldier, learned about the Army, uh, learned about God. And then we moved to North Carolina, kind of running from a domestic violence situation. We moved to North Carolina um, when I was about 11 Mm -hmm. and uh, found the Red Shield there. Uh, So started attending the Salvation Army in Wilmington, North Carolina. And... um, I would say that the red shield has always been a constant for me. Okay, um, That's what I refer to it as. Uh, anywhere I go, anything I went through, I could always look for the red shield. Um, and, of course, that's where I first met um, Christ That is um, in the Salvation Army. So um, it's a little crazy, but the only church I've ever been to is a Salvation Army. I've never been to another service at another church besides like a wedding or a funeral. So mm-hmm. it's basically all I know. Um, so everything that I do know about Christ, I have learned in my time in the Army. So um, I was one of those uh, kids that grew up in church, and I knew that's what you were supposed to do. But then mm-hmm. in my teenage years, um, of course, like a lot of us do, there were so many other things like grabbing for my attention at that time. So I... Um, stopped going to church for a while, um, for a few years. And, um, I had gotten to a point in my life where I felt like I had done so much, um, that I didn't know if, you know, I thought I had gone so far from God's grace. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I don't think I really understood what grace was at that, um, time in my life. Um, had my children and, and, um, But then I was reminded of the scripture in Corinthians that says um, that love keeps no record of wrongs. Mm -hmm. And it was through that and through um, just thinking about the grace of God and the fact of, I mean, looking at the stories in the Bible, um, the things that people have been through, Paul, you know, before Mm -hmm. he was converted, and so many uh, stories in the Bible. And I just had to get to a point where— I was so convicted. I would send my kids to church, and I didn't go mm-hmm. um, because I thought, you know, God, God's okay with that. Them kids are going, even if I'm not going. Yeah. At least they're going. Um, but it finally came to a point where I was putting them on the church van on Sunday mornings, and I would sit there and just cry because I didn't feel worthy enough to go to church. So um, I remembered that scripture, and I remembered like the you know the stories in the Bible, and eventually got back into church. Um, probably, I was probably out four or five years. Um, once I got back into church, everything just felt right. Okay. Um, it felt like the the pieces of the puzzle were coming back together. Um, I eventually started teaching Sunday school, um, Corps Cadets, and was the Sunbeam leader in our Corps in Wilmington. And um, I just got a better understanding of if I want to teach my kids to live for Christ, then I have to be that example for them. Um, and then that's that's I guess that's where my love for kids came from, is that we were um, like kids are, I guess like the new Christians and being around kids and kind of like the ARC ministry too, mm-hmm. is that they they, you know, come into that new faith and it it's it like kind of restores our faith. Um, you know, gives us a glimpse into what a new Christian looks like, right. um, what it's like to be born again. So um, that's that's basically how my teenage years went. Um, and then I was at a point in my life where um, this has to be part of my story. Sure. But I was at a point in my life where I um, I was fine being a single mom, going to church because I knew. Um, that I was the bride of Christ. You know, I didn't need a man to fulfill anything in my life. I was a strong, independent woman. So at this time, you were you were a single mom
0: mm-hmm.
1: at this point. Okay. Yes, I was a single and, mom. And, and God spoke and, that
0: into you. Yes. And He wow.
1: God told me, because I had been looking uh, looking for love, but it was, of course, in the wrong places. And I had to get to a point in my life where I was content with me. Mm. Um, when I was like completely okay being a single mom, being independent. And it wasn't until I got to that point that God put my husband in my life. Um, And one of the things that, uh, one of the first things that I can remember, which this is probably part of his story too, is that when I met him, I said uh, one of the first things, you know, everybody at church has to like you. You know, I was like, it's all gonna depend on you go to church and see well, how they like if you. They like you. Yeah. Because he <laughs> No was, pressure. Yeah, not at all. And we were I was at a core with like all these retired officers who had been principals at the training college and everything. So I was like, Yeah, of course, you know, not everybody's gonna like him. But mm-hmm. then he came to the core um eventually after we had been talking for a while and um and everybody loved him. So I felt like that was um God's sign you know he was saying you know this is this is it this is the right one for you mm-hmm. um and it just uh everything every step and point in my life that i've been on in this journey has been confirmed through uh the bible through scriptures um and i think the the great part about it is that um i never god never gave up on me and i wouldn't mm-hmm. say i gave up on god but there were times when, um, when maybe I thought I knew better than what his plans were. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my life verse is Romans eight twenty eight, where it says, uh, "We know that all things work for the good of those who love yes. Him and have been called according to His purpose." Uh-huh. And um, it was crazy because growing up, I was like, you know, I'm gonna. I'm going to be just like my Corps officers. And, you know, the Vincents were probably one of my biggest um, inspirations, Mike and Judy. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be just like her. And there were so many times when she would um, shield me from things that were going on around me that I didn't know at the time. But I look back and I know that that's what she was doing. But I wanted to be, you know, just like her when I grew up. But then once I had done all these things in my life, I was like, there's no way I can, you know, live up to that. Mm-hmm. Like God's not ever, ever going to put me, you know, I'm not worthy of that calling. Mm. So for so many years, I ran from it. But um, the conviction that brought me back, the same, uh, the same God that, that I was um, having that conviction about also gave me the confirmation that that's what I was supposed to do. Yeah. So that's um, beautiful. You kind of answered one of the questions I was going to ask you next is
0: what is it how does it feel? What does it feel like to, you know, that, that confirmation from the Lord when you, when you know that God is speaking to you and you know, he's, you know, pointing you in a direction and he's affirming things, you know,
1: you're kind of speaking into that now, like how that feels. Um, I think um, one of the most important things that my husband and I talk about is discernment. Uh Um, And it's hard to explain, especially when we're talking to youth about it. You know, how do you know when God's speaking to you? Because it's not always going to be that verbal. Uh, You know, you're not always going to hear that voice that you you think you're going to hear that deep voice come out of nowhere. Right. You never hear it. But when you're in tune with God, um, sometimes it's just that it feels right. You know, it's just like you can do something and you can be a little cautious and scared. But then other times you can do something and it feels like, you know, this is what I'm supposed yeah. to be doing. And and your heart is in a posture of seeking the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's not
0: distracted by doing what you want to do, which right. is what you said. You came to a point where you, you couldn't do things on your own and it wasn't about you. It's about what the Lord wanted mm-hmm. and
1: seeking his voice in that. Yeah. Yep. So... I think um, I think some of my be- best advice um, for someone who might be in a place where they are going back and forth on their faith, or um, they're just trying to figure out God's purpose for them, is um, just of course surrender. Just give it all to Him. Um, you know, bury yourself in the Scripture as much as you can, and He will bring those answers to you. It's not going to be always in a uh, the most obvious ways, like we said, it's just going to be in the confirmation. For me, a lot of um, God speaking to me was conviction. Um, and I'm so thankful at the time I was not happy about it, you know, that everything I did, I would feel convicted about because I knew what I should be doing. Um, but I think at, at one point I had become, um, let myself come become of the world mm-hmm. and I. Um, in the world like I should be. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was conforming to the yeah, world, and I wasn't being transformed by God.
0: And can you speak a little bit into the distinction between conviction from
1: the Lord and shame of the enemy? Because those two are very different things, right? Yes, they are. Um, I, I don't think that—well, I know that God never intends to shame us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think with conviction is— uh, I I think that's kind of personal in Mm -hmm. my own head. I don't even know for sure that I think God was convicting me. It was things that he had taught me, words that he, um, you know, had ingrained in my heart. And I knew that the things that I was doing kind of, I guess I felt guilty Mm -hmm. in my own self. Um, And I I, I kind of think about you know um, when Jesus carried that cross for us and mm-hmm. as much as he sacrificed and and I would tell I would have to remind myself of that like this one little thing of getting up at you know seven o'clock in the morning to go to church on Sundays and getting the kids up and everybody getting dressed is nothing compared yeah. to what he did for us yeah so so would you
0: and you can correct me if I'm wrong would you say that this conviction and this feeling of guilt was motivated from a place of longing and love for the lord. Oh yeah. It's because you knew you belonged to him mm-hmm. and he was he was where you needed to be and so bec- just like when we hurt someone that we love that brings kind of that feeling of oh I feel bad because I really love this person. Right. It's yeah. the same kind of feeling oh, yeah. versus I'm doing I'm I'm doing this because I feel bad I feel bad but not really, you know. It's like yeah. I still want to do it and and that that's a so totally separate thing. Right. So it it sounds to me like your love for the Lord really um you really pursued the Lord
1: in the midst of that because you knew that you belonged to him mm-hmm. that that's where you, kind of, you needed to be. Yeah. Yeah, and that was my um he was my safe haven through everything that I went through. Um I knew that I could always uh there were times when I felt like maybe um I had gone too far and and that he may have left my side but looking back on it of course I know he never left mm-hmm. my side I was the one that was, that grew distant from him that he was always there waiting um and that's that's the biggest thing that um I would hope to get through to you teenagers or or anybody just mm-hmm. struggling right now is that he will always there's nothing that you can do that he won't forgive so um because he he loves us so much he doesn't You know, he he doesn't have a little tracker um, up in heaven where he's saying she's done this sin and that sin. That's
0: that's not who he is. Yeah.
1: he. I mean, he wipes it all clean, and and every day um, is a a new chance, a new opportunity to follow his will and to, um, you know, wipe that slate clean. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I have
0: uh, just kind of one more question, um, and, you know, however— the Lord prompts you to speak into this, but, you know, going on this theme um, and this question of why you chose Jesus, I mean, I think you really addressed it in many um, in many yeah. ways, but if you could go back to a specific moment in your life, a specific like turning point, like this was the moment and this is what it felt like when I chose Jesus and why, how would you describe that?
1: Um, one specific moment maybe there's several and so it, could you pick one of the I think I think the one that stands out most to me is um like I said when I would send my kids on the church and in yeah. the morning and I would sit at home and cry. I think it was that Sunday that I actually took the step and went back to church. Um because sometimes um you know Christians can be mean or mm-hmm. you know church people can be mean, so I was afraid of what they would say to me because um you're, you just feel like you're going to be judged. But the fact that, um you know, I prayed and prayed about it before I went back and that I was welcomed back um, with open arms at the core and nobody, just like God, nobody came to me and said, where have you been the past, mm-hmm. you know, however long? Wow. And, and that, um I think the extension of Christ that the, the church family showed me uh, when I came back was um, what, what confirmed for me that um, I can't live this life without Christ, and I just told myself that I would never try to again. So, wow. Well, thank you so much. Um, thank you. For that's me.
0: an incredible. That's an incredible story, and I I sense that the Lord is just continuing His work through you, and you know your love for young people, your heart. Um, to really share God's love that you've experienced for yourself mm-hmm. with the young people of your core, of the division, and anyone, like you said, anyone um, that's not really experienced God in the, in the way that we know Him. Um, mm-hmm. I can see that passion and that desire. Yeah. And so thank you so much for thank you. just being vulnerable and opening up your, your experience and your story. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hi, guys. Thank you for tuning in to Soul Sessions. If you enjoyed this interview, we ask that you like it and share it with others and join us for next time.